Welcome to the Simple Church Podcast. My name is Paul Bernard. I'm your host for today's show, Episode 5. Today we're going to be talking about worship. Now, a certain part of worship, not necessarily worship as a whole, but the biggest part of worship that we need to understand right off the bat is that it's a very sensitive thing in the church world. I mean, you have all sorts of debates out there. What constitutes true worship? And it's been debated throughout theological realms since, uh, I guess, worship actually started, more than likely. There's so many different forms of worship, so many different ways people worship. So let me give you an example. Maybe it's you're a hands-up worshiper. Maybe it's hands-out. Could be it's hands-down, arms-up, arms-crossed, kneeling. Standing, eyes closed, eyes open, head bowed, head up, singing, shouting, silence, etc. The list goes on and on. There's so many different ways people express themselves when they worship. I am not sure that there is a right or wrong way to encounter the Spirit of God, but I do believe that people should be able to encounter in their own way as long as it does not distract and is biblical. I do not believe there are certain people that we can look at in the worship world and say, those people aren't worshiping, uh, they're not doing this, or those people aren't really truly worshiping, they're doing this or too much of that. As long as it's not distracting and as long as it's biblical, as long as the posture of worship is found in the Bible and you're not becoming something that takes away from other people's worship, then I, I believe it's, you have, we have freedom. We have plenty of freedom to do those things. Okay? But there is a problem. Right? And that's kind of the thing that I want to address today is this problem of what, what it looks like when the Holy Spirit moves. I mean, if you think about where you've been in church world and what you've been doing in church and how you've experienced worship and you've seen worship, there are certain things that we see or we do that we we look around us and we think man the spirit of god is truly moving in this place today you could feel it right let me give you some examples of some of the things that i've noticed in time that i've always you know put side by side with man the holy spirit is moving one of those is everybody is singing really loud right there's nothing better than like if you have a band that's playing in worship and all of a sudden the band cuts out and there's nothing but a congregation of people singing really loud. We think, man, the Spirit of God is here. So maybe it's everyone is singing loud. Maybe it's you're in a situation in worship where your hands are raised, right? Or you see people with hands out to the side or people are expressing themselves in that way of worship. And a lot of people have their hands up. Man, it feels like the Spirit of God is moving. Or maybe it's somebody smiling. You can just see the joy in the room. Or maybe it's tears. Somebody's crying. Or... Maybe it's goosebumps, right? Some people call those spirit bumps, right? Many of these are markers that we have people have created to test the room to see if it's dead or alive. So I want you to take those things that we've talked about. Maybe it's everybody singing loud or maybe it's just your hands are raised, uh, tears or smiles, goosebumps, whatever it might look like to you, to you where you see the evidence, right? the fruit of the Spirit of God moving. It's what we see. If you don't see those things, what do we generally say? 
Now, our church for 20 something years, we did the extreme in music. Um, we were very loud. We were very contemporary. Um, we did hymns, but, but mainly it was just in your face type worship music. And so a lot of times my kids, they were raised in the church, uh, that they were part of all their life. Like one was a baby when we got there and the other was four. So they don't know anything else. Now they're 19 and 24 and, and I have the opportunity to see them go to other churches and be a part of other congregations. And a lot of times they will come back to me and they will say something. I say, man, it's dead in that church. Have you ever thought about that? It's dead. Well, let me, let me go ahead and translate what dead in the church means, right? Everyone is not singing loud. Nobody raises their hands. There are no emotions, right? There's no goosebump feelings, right? The music was bland. There was only one instrument. Regardless of what that looks like, we have this tendency to say a worship service is either dead or it is alive. And the problem is, is that these, this thought process of an alive worship service or a dead worship service, a lot of times comes from markers that we've created. So if everybody is singing loud, what does that mean? That means the Spirit of God is moving. But if people aren't singing, is the Spirit of God still moving? Well, of course it can still be moving. Just because somebody's not singing doesn't mean they're not reflecting. What if hands are raised and then there's nobody raises their hands in that church? Well, if it's an issue of freedom, that's one thing. If somebody says you can't raise your hands in church, then that's another thing. But I'm here to tell you right now that just because hands are not raised does not mean it's the Holy Spirit's not moving. Just because there's not a lot of emotion doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit's not moving in people's lives. And so we have this gauge, these markers that we have put out that said this is what it looks like when the Spirit of God is moving and this is what it looks like when the Spirit of God is not moving. And a lot of those are man-made markers. And let me tell you why this is dangerous. This is dangerous because it leads to the temptation of of cre- of a created spirit rather than encountering the spirit. Now, what I mean by that is this. When you can create certain markers, meaning you play music with um, a lot of clapping in it, right? And so everybody's clapping, and you say, okay, well, the spirit of God is moving. That might be why you played that song. It might not be because the spirit of God led you there. Because there's something that I want you to pay attention to and something that I think we miss a lot of times. It's a very, very tricky, tricky area for worship pastors. They have to be really, really pure in spirit to lead worship. And the reason why is this. Emotion and spiritual presence are very similar. It is very, I'm going to say that one more time. Emotion and spiritual presence are very similar. I was in a gathering one time and, and, Man, it was just packed out, just tons of people. There was an energy in the air. And I'm telling you, man, the the band came on stage. They began to play. The leader was up there. He was singing, and and they just they hit this bridge, and it was unreal. Man, you could feel goosebumps all over you. Man, hands are going up like crazy. Every hand in that auditorium was raised. 
and it was it was great. Everybody was clapping. It was so wonderful. There were even people crying. There were people smiling. There were people singing every word and singing loud. It was a Pink Floyd rock concert. So do you see what happens? Just because you have an emotional feeling does not mean there is a spiritual presence. And sometimes we may get confused about creating an environment of freedom and creating an environment of emotion. Like you might have all these different things that elicit different emotions. We mess with all of the senses. And once again, I am not saying that worship pastors, creative arts leaders, whatever these guys do are wrong. What I'm saying is this. Make sure that you are not conjuring up a situation where we are worshiping, listen to this, a manifestation of what we think the Spirit of God looks like. Because it happens all of the time. And it can happen to each and every person in, you know, listening to this podcast. You might have been in a worship service at one point where everybody was just praising God and raising their hands and, and singing loud. And it might have been, you know what, to an old hymn with just a guitar or just a piano. Do not put the Spirit of God in a box to where you tell him this is the only time God moves. That is not necessarily true. I know many people in the church world have talked about this. And it's not something that, you know, there's a lot of debate that's been going on about what is true worship and what is uh, uh, created emotion. And does the Spirit's presence have certain markers? Like, is, is there a way that we can know, okay, this is the Spirit of God and this is emotion? Sometimes they can go hand in hand. Sometimes you can have hands raised because of emotion or hands raised because it's the Spirit of God. So, I mean, how do we tell? How do you know what is the Spirit of God and what is emotion? I want to give you the answer. There will always be one thing present in an encounter with the Spirit of God. Lights or no lights, fog or no fog, stage or no stage, guitars or no guitars, drums or no drums. One thing always stays the same. And this is something we don't talk a lot about in worship. But the one thing that is always present in an encounter with the Spirit of God is biblical conviction. Conviction is the thing that separates emotion and spiritual presence. Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. We serve a holy God. What do you expect when you go to somebody's house? So you go to your mom's house, your dad's house, your friend's house, your wife's house, or however that works for you. You're going to somebody's house. Maybe it's just a friend, a family member. You know what to expect when you get there. The problem is what we generally expect when we walk into the presence of church is that we will be, uh, there will be lights, there will be music, there will be fun, there will be joy in the air, which is all good and fine. But if we truly expected to walk into the house of the most holy God, I believe we would be convicted. 
the closer you get to Almighty God, the more convicted of sin you are going to be. This could be why our encounters with church are many times emotional but not transformational. In other words, we see people raising their hands and they, they sing really loud and they're, they're, they've got all of the, the markers that we need them to have, then they go out and live their life just like they want to live it, like nothing ever happened. Well, that's because are they experiencing God? Well, if we know they are if they're experiencing conviction. You cannot tell me you can go into the presence of God without being convicted in life-altering transformation. You just can't do it. There should always be freedom to experience God through individualized worship style. We should not have markers that say the Spirit is moving or it is not. The man sitting quietly in worship could be experiencing God in the same way as the singing jump dancer. Arrogance and pride tell us that one is better than the other. So the next time you enter into a worship service, how about you prepare your heart to enter into the presence of a holy, mighty God? It's going to change a lot of the way you think and a lot of the way you act. So what are markers in your life for the Spirit moving? Think about those things. If conviction is not part, then check yourself. Because are you really coming into contact with God and not being convicted of the sin that's in your life or shortcomings? Thanks for listening today. I hope it has helped you in some way. Please like the podcast, subscribe. Uh, to get more of this content. Once again, my name is Paul Barnard. I'm your host. I'll see you in about a week. Keep it simple.